Hello everyone, let's talk about urban planning. Today we look at urban forests and how they are implemented in cities around the world. Urban forests are gaining popularity as a solution for climate adaptation in urban planning. But what does it take to successfully implement a new urban forest project? With the help of our guest, Victor Munoz-Sanz from the Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands, we explored the planning processes of urban forest projects in three different cities, Almir, Madrid, and Boston. With you as always, I'm Rodrigo Silva. Let's talk about urban planning. Victor, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, same, likewise. Before we jump into the article itself and your research, what are urban forests? So tell us about the concept. Well, there is probably in Europe, if one talks about urban forest to a lay person, one can imagine park, which has lots of trees, and that's kind of an urban forest. And, and that indeed is one way of defining urban forest, but in terms of a discipline, of, of a scientific discipline, an urban forest is broader. It really talks about, the official definition talks about the, all the trees that are part of a city, that are in a city. And that's why it's considered the urban forest. But with this article, of course, we also want to question that definition. Of course, it's a good context of background for us to start. So can you give us a bit of that background about this research in particular? So why is this important? Yeah, well, we know temperatures are rising, biodiversity is being lost, and green has become kind of high in all the political agendas. And we also know that green has multiple benefits. Carbon capture, they mitigate the heat island effect, for example. Green improves human public health, so trees are important. And indeed, in Europe, the European Green Deal is already asking cities to kind of to develop urban greening plans by 2030. So it has become it has become a municipal task to develop greening plans. So as this greening and the in the end the question of the urban forest becomes mainstream, we basically wanted to know well how can we implement this with success, and that's the focus of our paper, how do we make green work? How do we make it actually possible? Precisely. That's where I want to follow up. And correct me if I'm wrong. So your research, along with, with your authors, so wants to point out good practices and success cases in urban forest strategies, even though strategies like these have been implemented for years, correct? Yeah. So we are, we are looking, I mean, we are looking at specifically at how there might be a mismatch between the processes that usually take place in city planning, city government, and the principles of forestry. So, and that's considered, of course, with the analyzing of the, of the success of the of past, past projects. And specifically, we looked at very recent projects, uh, what we call a new generation of forest, because we thought there was like a, a, there could be keys to understand new trends and new ways of dealing with this question. And so, in our paper, the, we have three main objectives. One was really to understand how a city and, and different urban stakeholders, also from the bottom, could make a case for green in a project. So how do they argue for the need of planting more trees? We also were interested in seeing how then these actors seek for support for their projects and to overcome, therefore, the possible barriers for implementation. And third, we want to know what were the models both in terms of organization, but also in terms of 
typology of uh, forests that were chosen in connection to those the, kind of the goals of the projects and the different actors that were involved in the in them. Promising. Let's look, tell us about the findings then. Well, we in relation to the first aim, so is how different stakeholders make a case for green. We indeed see that I mean among all these actors, the main concern is environmental questions. So the need for more ecosystem services in cities. And uh, they point that we have to effectively imp implement this into in, into the into city planning, to mainstream things into city planning. But we also show that there is a poor development of criteria that could allow to assess whether a project is successful or not. So we miss that there is uh, not enough benchmarks for in urban plan urban forestry plans that could help these different strategies and to support the adaptive management of the process. How do you evaluate the process of the projects in time and adapting as you constantly assess them? And then concerning the second research aim, which is how different actors seek support, we indeed notice that in order to kind of go beyond some of the different barriers that happen even within urban planning city municipalities, uh, actors seek support from different stakeholders, mainly intermediaries from academia, for example, and also other agendas, national, international, to le legitimize projects. And what was very important going to that is that indeed, uh, most of the barriers that, that were perceived by the different actors we interviewed were not really one, uh, the ones that we could maybe at first think they are the ones that would hinder the implementation of a, of a project of urban green, for example, the pressures of densification or urban development. Uh, most of the barriers were internal. They were about lack of information, silos, silo thinking within the, the municipal departments and continuity in time. So as governments change, election after election, priorities change. And we know that in order to, to build a forest, one needs to think in a long-term perspective, 40, 50 years. And then finally, in, in relation to which models are being favored, what we concluded is that in the way to question the traditional scientific definition of urban forest that I told before of the, all the trees within a tree or within all the trees within a city, because that, that idea demands a lot of coordination within a city. And not all cities have the resources to think in that scale of an urban forest. So we need to think of different ways of also bringing a green in our cities, which could be starting from the bottom up. Okay. So the findings concern stakeholders, different actors, models that are favored over others. Can or have these findings impact public policy somehow? You refer to municipal planners in your article, for example. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think that what we think is the strongest point of our results is that we have to consider a broad spectrum of possibilities and a diversity of ways of thinking about urban stories. Uh, that's very much dependent on the context, both uh, environmental uh, and social context. So that there is not just one solution to achieve the desired environmental goals and, you know, to, and also to overcome the different barriers. So these results can in a way support public policy in anticipating consequences in the media, in the medium and long term of favoring a model. For example, if you choose a top-down or a bottom-up right the medium uh, model, what we show can help to identify, anticipate possible problems or challenges you could have in the future. For example, you have a top-down project it would be interesting to still implement some sort of like a collaborative structure that could bridge the gap 
between the top and the bottom. And also, in that way, activate local initiatives, for example, and involving citizens and businesses in the maintenance and future long-term management of the forest to overcome this question of the long-term management for the, from the perspective of the municipality. On the contrary, when a bottom-up approach, given that they are more, mostly based on and rely on, on, on personal leadership, let's say somebody who decides that this should be done as a project, that has challenges in terms of long-term development, because as soon as the leader goes, then may weather down. So uh, in this kind of approaches, bottom-up, we advise that one is to find ways to make them institutional and to set other frameworks that could take the project beyond these personal initiatives. Of course. And for researchers and planners that are working on urban forestry, so where they should look now? I'm curious to know about future venues for research. Well, I we feel that there's a, a need to go in depth into this question of organizational model, mostly because, and also to understand how can we better assess the projects in time. So we hear uh, regularly on the news and in both planning and urban design news and that cities are putting a lot of money into planting trees, no? But just after that, we don't hear anything about that. We don't know how the projects have been assessed, how they've been monitored. What, what can we learn from those initiatives? So what we feel is that we need to find ways of monitoring projects in a dynamic way so that one can learn from these practices, these best mistakes, practices, failures, and therefore identify possible next practices of urban forestry. Of course, we that has to do with some of the limitations we have in the study, which is that we are focusing only in Europe and North America. So we would be we will find interesting to find insights from other geographies, which could bring other alternative ways of thinking urban forestry. And also, we are uh, based our analysis on interviews and qualitative studies. So we will need to kind of have a larger sample and a quantity sample approach to uh, provide a richer overview of the waste cities facing the challenge of the Of course. So there's, there are some different methods that can be conducted, other geographies, and there's apparently an issue with follow-up and monitoring, as you were saying. So what further materials can you share with who's listening about this topic? Well, there's also a lot of... Uh, Things being written and got about urban forestry. If I can be so specific, last year there was a, a very interesting conference in the CAU level, uh, which, which is called Urban Forest Forest Organization, which uh, basically the same team that wrote, wrote this article for urban planning wrote a follow up uh, piece with another case study. And that, uh, so you can find that in my research case profile. And also the proceedings of this conference are a very interesting resource. For those interested in urban forestry, because you can have an overview of the work that is a very nice overview of the, the, the research on urban forest. Additionally, uh, dealing with the question of the barriers or the challenges for implementing the climate adaptive, adaptive and, and mitigation policies, recently I authored an article for urban planning, which in the issue of planning uh, around polarization which deals with also the question of how public acceptance and participation in the climate action projects works, including urban planning. So to anticipate kind of how uh, a project may have difficulties in being accepted and how to overcome that in the process. 
Of course, all the materials to our listeners, all the materials that Victor just suggested will also be available if you are watching on Let's Talk About Urban Planning website below the video of this conversation. So you can find there all the recommended materials that Victor just just shared. So Victor, let's close this uh, episode with a punchline message, a grand finale. So if you could condense this conversation in two, three sentences, what would you say? Well, I, there is a serious need to take greening seriously. That's the first thing. And, and to consider that the uh, time matters in addressing the challenge we have now in terms of climate. Time matters in terms of like we have to act urgently. And time matters because these solutions take a while to start taking effect. So we need to consider uh, not just the act of, of implementing policies now, but actually their long-term life and maintenance and management. So indeed, we need to question, to, to imagine new ways of organizing planning and to imagine new ways even of new institutions that could manage such projects in the long term. Thank you, Victor. Thanks. This podcast is powered by Cogitatio Press. You can listen to this episode on the Let's Talk About Urban Planning website, on Cogitatio Press' YouTube channel, and whatever you get your podcast.